Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. We talked about jack-o'-lanterns this week. We did. We did. We didn't say it at the top of the show, but I'm like, I should have said that's not going to be an exhaustive history of jack-o'-lanterns because sure. there are many. I mean, you could do an episode just on, like, Victorian Halloween decorations that yeah, yeah, yeah. depict them in scary and beautiful ways. But um, I have a list of things that I wanted to mention. Okay. <laughs> um. I did not realize until I was an adult, like a grown, grown, almost, I think it was right before I got married person, adult, that a lot of people did not grow up carving pumpkins. And at the time, I thought, like, you have been deprived of your childhood. What has mm. happened? Because there was there was no question. Now, I, upon reflection, don't remember if this was something initiated by my parents Mm-hmm. Or me, but I carved a pumpkin every yeah. year. We usually carved a pumpkin. There's only been a couple times that I've carved a pumpkin, like as an adult. I did, however, the first Halloween of COVID. Aww. Uh some friends and I all carved turnips. I am showing Holly a mm-hmm. picture of mm-hmm. my carved mm-hmm. turnip. I actually feel like I took. Two, I did two of them, but only one of them turned out. I think I only have one picture of one of them saved on my phone. Um, and I carved like it is it's too small to like carve the top out. So I just I carved the bottom out and put it over a little tea light. Yeah. Like a little battery operated. Which is really the smart way anyway, because yeah. Pulling even with a, a big pumpkin, pulling open the top and reaching your hand in if you have a live candle. Sure. Most people today, I have noticed, suggest carving uh, using a, instead of a lid, using a bottom base, cutting the bottom out and making that the... I have very strong feelings and opinions about the proper ways to carve pumpkins. Okay. I am one of those people that does not like to cut all the way through. 
Mm -hmm. because I feel like if you leave some flesh, you get a lot more options for detailing and shading. And it's to the point where when I see one that's carved all the way through, I'm like, oh. But if you do it that way, do it that way. I'm just, I have my own picky business. Um, I did, however, continue to wonder for a while, why didn't everybody grow up and carve, but I thought everybody carved pumpkins. And then while I was researching this episode, I may have accidentally stumbled onto Insight. Oh, yeah? Because I found, (laughs) this is in my least favorite genre of article, Mm -hmm. but I found a series of presumably intended to be comedic articles about how much dads hated to carve pumpkins and how it was Mm. this horrible, messy chore, which it is messy, but, you know, it just was one of those things where it was like, the same way that people like to complain about their spouses or mm-hmm. their kids mm-hmm. does not appeal to me. Um, where it was like, oh, my dumb kids got to have a pumpkin. Here I am carving the pumpkin. And I'm like, that is not funny to me. Um, but if there was this culture, this particularly in the late 50s up through the 60s, I kept finding these allegedly funny s- stories about beleaguered husbands and fathers having to carve pumpkins. I was like, there may have been right about the time our parents were coming of age as adults where they had been indoctrinated into this idea that pumpkin carving was arduous and unfun. Yeah. Uh, Which might be why a lot of our friends didn't do it growing up, but I sure did. I haven't done it as an adult because uh, you got to get the pumpkin. (laughs) Yes. And then you got to, then you got to carve the pumpkin. Yeah. And then you got to dispose of the pumpkin and like we don't currently have a composter or anything uh our city does have a a day of like the pickup for compost of of Mm -hmm. pumpkins because that is a lot of food waste to just like put out uh but then also the last several years of my life I have been living in cities and putting a cut vegetable onto your stoop contributes to the attracting of rodents uh, a lot of the time. Oh, like, yeah, I've you weren't going to like my solve then for throwing away pumpkins. <laughs> Which is to feed it to the rodents. Like, cut it up and put it out on your deck or your lawn for birds and whatever else to get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I've just, I've lived in a couple of neighborhoods that are, like, really densely populated and have, uh, in some cases, like, struggled with rodent control, and so that makes it a little trickier. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I sure do love pumpkin everything. I'm that person. I'm that that basic, basic gal who wants pumpkin everything all year round. I know it's not always pumpkin in the pumpkin puree. And sometimes there are other squashes, but I don't care. I will open a can and eat it right out of the can with a spoon. I love that stuff. Nice. Throw a, like the tiniest, scant little scattering of sugar and cinnamon on that, and I'll eat it for days. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all of my vitamin A in the fall. <laughs> I love pumpkin flavored everything, fake and otherwise. There was another thing that I discovered while I was doing the research for this that tickled me utterly. Okay. Maybe this is something other people have known about and done. I had never seen or heard about it before, and it kind of cracked me up. There seems to have been, in the 40s and 50s, this popular style of party to have called a birthday party, but it was not like, 
happy birthday, Tracy. This is your party. It was like a party that was for everyone. And it had 12 tables, each themed to a month of the year. And when you got to the party, you were supposed to sit at the appropriate table. Huh. Which sounds sort of cute. And then I found this very, very funny article um, in, let me make sure I know where this is from, The Daily American of Somerset, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It is a story about something that happened at one of these parties, and it's very charming. And it's under the subheader, Mix-Up. Attorney Clarence Shaver sat down at a table laden with pumpkins at the Church of the Brethren birthday dinner last night to observe his October birthday. To his amazement, he found he was in error and that pumpkins can be symbolic of Thanksgiving and harvest when they don't have jack-o'-lantern faces. So he politely excused himself and sought the table bearing the symbols of October. (laughs) Okay. And that's from a 1945 February paper, which I just thought was hilarious, like, that it was enough of a, a, a startle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was like, oh, and then it made the paper somehow. And I'm like, did he tell the paper? Did he? That is quite a, quite a little faux pas to have written up in the paper. Right. I mean, to me, it's hilarious. I get it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I'm um, just... Like, what an odd thing to make the paper. <laughs> I sat at the wrong table at the birthday party. But now I'm like, <laughs> should I host a birthday party? And then I'm like, where would I find 12 tables? So, maybe. <laughs> Maybe in the future, somewhere else that is not my house, because that seems like a lot. Um, It does seem like a lot. Unless they're very tiny tables. Like, maybe you could do little tiny cocktail tables and do temp ones and see I'm already planning. Or maybe in the yard. Oh, I love a party. Um, Anyway, I'm so excited for jack-o'-lantern season. Do you have feelings about the foam-based faux pumpkins? And Mm-mm. carving them. Do you ever carve those? Mm-mm. I've never tried that. Oh, I love it. Because if you have a really good design, you can keep it and use it over and over and over, which I love. Oh, yeah. And I also like those. Those are great for on the porch because they will not attract rodents. Um, and they're very handy. You should always, of course, not use flame in them, but an, mm-hmm. <laughs> an artificial candle. <laughs> Because you don't want to melt any plastic yeah, stuff I'm, onto I'm imagining your porch. melting burning plastic. Yeah, That's no never good. a good thing. Never a good thing. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks.
Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. So we talked about Patience Worth and Pearl Curran this week. We did. This is one I've been circling for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it it definitely went on my list a year ago. I had heard of them before that, but that was when I was really like, oh, yeah, that's got to happen. Um, This whole thing is so fascinating to me. Yeah, I don't think I had heard about it at all, but I agree. There are still people, you know, trying to decide what they think was going on mm-hmm. with Pearl Curran. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to mention briefly this thing that utterly fascinated me about her youth. Okay. Because, you know, her mom clearly had some struggles. And when she would go through a rough period, Pearl would get sent to live with another relative for a little while, which, you know, is a perfectly valid solution and was Mm -hmm. very, very common then and still goes on a lot now. But what struck me as interesting is that part of what is, was, and again, this is all based on, like, other people's recollections, so just know that I'm, this is all speculative. Right. What was bothering Mary so much about her life and leaving her feeling so nervous all the time was that they were moving around constantly and didn't have consistency and, like, money was often a little bit tight. And then I'm like, 
And unfortunately, like, this is an example of how, like, a a problem like that will replicate through a family because the solution was then to move Pearl around constantly and give her very little consistency. And I'm like, yeah. um, there's a problem with the, how this works. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so fascinated by that. That, like, I'm, I'm always like, did anybody connect those dots that, like, maybe she had... Uh, some sort of episode when she was a teenager because she was living essentially the same problems that her mother was experiencing that had triggered her mm-hmm. issues. And I don't know if anybody ever did. Just a food for thought kind of thing there. Yeah. We'll never, yeah. we'll never be able to, uh, you know, unravel that particular problem. Yeah. I mean, listen, I will. I have often said I am as skeptical as they come. I do not believe in ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> But we talked in the Ouija board episode about how, like, it's not, and I never quite um, got the sense that many people were giving a ton of credit to this possibility in her time, although certainly there have been psychologists since then that have. Uh The idea that Pearl may very well have believed. Like, it was not a conscious effort on her part. Right. To be manifesting something that wasn't real. She may have truly believed in patience. And it was just her, a, a part of her brain going, um, no, remember we read that book when we were 17 and we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just put that back in an out into the world in a new way. Like we don't, we have no idea. There's a lot of um I will say that very few of the psychological analyses of her seem like they want to vilify her as the lady making something up. Mm-hmm. But they do often veer off into more like she had serious mental problems. And I'm like, well, right. was right. she just kind of like a person who had given in to the power of suggestion on a level that didn't seem to hinder her day-to-day life as Pearl Curran in any way, mm-hmm. which makes it a whole other thing to think about. So one of the things that struck me was, like, the rate at which she was reportedly writing. So fast. Really fast. And really fast if it was coming from being spelled out letter by letter on a Ouija board. Like, I kind of was trying to do mental math of, like, how fast would that planchette have to be moving if that was really, like, how fast she was writing. And then, like, that led me to mental questions of like, okay, let's just say hypothetically that what is really going on here is that um, she's actually pretty good at just like free writing creative work. Right. Which there are people that that can just kind of churn out a free written draft of something. Yeah. So it's like, if even if there's another person sitting with her at, at the Ouija board, like, is she really hitting all of these letters? Or is it more that she's kind of dictating? Uh, and, like, I don't I don't know. It just seems so fast to me to be. Me too. Now, I, d- I do have friends that are writers that will say, like, they bang out their first draft in a couple days. And I believe people can do it. But the other thing is that that's usually a draft. Well... I've done National Novel Writing Month multiple times, which is 50,000 words in a month. And I usually did that with a period of hours per day. But I was also typing, I was typing on a computer, which I do a million times faster than I write with a device. So I'm like, 
were you were you writing out all these? Was somebody writing out all these words? Were they using shorthand? I just have various questions. <laughs> I, I have some answers to you. Okay. Because I know that they never use shorthand because they were worried about misinterpreting it and not getting Patience's exact odd dialect mm-hmm. if they did that. So I know they weren't using shorthand. Like I said, John was doing it. After he died... There wasn't really anybody else that picked it up the way that mm-hmm. he had done. So after 1922, mm, then it's a little more open to interpretation, I think, okay. like what actually happened. Yeah. He may have just been extraordinarily good at it. But yeah, 2,500 words to 3,500 words in 90 minutes to two hours, mm-hmm. is a lo- that's hand cramp territory for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. And he wrote down everything that happened in addition to that, since she would also be like, I would like to comment on the weather or that person over there that's here visiting. Because she would apparently, I didn't hear a lot, I didn't find a lot of instances or evidence of it, but she was said to be insightful. One of the the things that made people believe Patience was real was that she would sometimes say things that indicated she knew personal details about people in the room that Pearl could not have known. Mm -hmm. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, But yes, and so John is madly writing all of this out while it all plays out. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true.
If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Here's the thing. I think Rosa Alvaro was a confession. Yeah, I mean, it does seem real easy to interpret it that way. Yeah. And that was, uh, so that came out in 1919. So it was six years after all of this started. Mm -hmm. And that seems like about, I don't know if the right amount of time is the right phrasing, but I could see that as being a length of time where she was reaching the point of like, I don't know if I can keep this going. Mm-hmm. She did after that, but that's probably also informed by financial need. Whereas at that point, she may have just wanted to be like, Whew. she was said to have been very excited when it got sold for a movie option. And I think she made mm-hmm. like $1,500 off of it. But she didn't, it didn't, she wasn't able to parlay that into an ongoing Pearl Curran writing career mm-hmm. uh, because nobody seemed very interested in more of her work. They wanted more patience. Mm-hmm. Patience. Patience's Victorian novel. It's very funny to me. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound disrespectful, but I think it's hilarious. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, you might have misplayed your hand here. <laughs> Here's the other thing that people have often mentioned in the discussion of it. We didn't really dig into all of the, like, debates over her work that were going on. But one of the things that people who believed the whole thing was real would often say, like, there is literally no way that Pearl Curran could be preparing to do this. Like, even if she was, like, studying up in the day before people came over, Mm -hmm. there's no way somebody could pull this off. But, like, we know that there are people who have, you know, essentially photographic recall Mm-hmm. Um, of certain specific things. Like, it's entirely possible that somebody could do it. Um, and I, I, I feel like part of why I really dislike most of the cases that are made suggesting it is real, we touched on in the show, are that they are all very dismissive of Pearl Curran and kind of talk about her as though she's some sort of simpleton that right. could never pull this off. She could not have written these words. Well, she did. So, shush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and especially because she did also write a short story on her own. Like, she obviously could write. Right, right. Um, a short story that was good enough that people wanted to adapt it into film. Mm-hmm. But again, that that one thing seems to, like, kind of vanish in the the mist. I think it didn't it didn't work into anybody's 
story of what they thought was going on. So everybody kind mm-hmm. of disregarded it. They were like, oh, it's too confusing. Um, because if it did, <laughs> even for the people that it would have proven, I think so many people were invested in the idea that it was a mental illness of some kind manifesting that they didn't want they at that point did not want to be like, oh, she was just a very, very clever woman who managed to keep this thing going for a shocking amount of time. Sure. I mean, by the time she died, she was still channeling patients, and it was 24 years into their relationship together, for lack of a better phrase. Just Mm -hmm. fascinating. Fascinating. Anyway, Pearl Curran. <laughs> the other thing that I think is proof positive that the patient's worth could not have been real. She was a chatty chatterson. And if she really was a spirit that could channel to people, she would have showed up again in the last hundred years. Mm. Had something else to say. There is no way she could have kept it shut for a hundred years. There's just <laughs> I don't know how much more specific detail we know about her, like, purported biography beyond what we said in the... Little, very thing. little. But it, like, it it has some tropes. Oh, very much so. Uh, like Very a, it, much so. Like, as when I read just, like, the first paragraph of the outline, yeah. I was like, this reads like a made-up fanciful story by yes. a white person. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I mean, uh, she, they had asked her some other questions, Emily and Pearl, when she had first appeared. And it was like, where are you from? And they were very cagey answers, like far away, um, across the sea. Um, and eventually they got some additional info. And Casper Yost, because he really was trying to track it down, identified the town he thought made the most sense And like we mentioned briefly in the show, he went to England and tried to, like, find her in place and time Mm -hmm. and couldn't find anything, really. So, uh, yeah, that's a a made-up entity that doesn't, conveniently didn't have any uh, family to connect her to, conveniently died at the hands of indigenous people and was not given any kind of proper burial it sounds like convenient it's all very convenient yeah and as you said tropey as heck yeah obviously there really were colonists obviously there really were people who were killed in various conflicts but like it just it fits so many hallmarks of what a person might make up as their purported spiritual guide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it went through the checklist, right? Like of of difficult to trace, stays just nebulous enough, Mm -hmm. gives the details that people would be like, I've heard of that happening before. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Um, I hope none of you are haunted by ghosts or spirits this weekend or ever, unless you want to be. Um, I mean, I always say I don't believe in ghosts, but if one showed up, I'd be into it. So, um, Babadook, come to my house. We, <laughs> we, uh, we hope that if you have some downtime this weekend that you get to use it doing whatever makes you happiest. And if you don't have downtime, I still hope you sneak some happiness in there. Uh, we will be right back here tomorrow with a classic episode and then on Monday with something brand new for the Halloween season. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 